Hey, I'm Dr. Brian McKay at Core Health and Darien, and let's talk today about spinal decompression. Now, there's the surgical spinal decompression, and I happen to be a chiropractor, so we don't do surgery. Uh, we try to help people avoid surgery, and at times you cannot avoid surgery, so it's one of those options. So non-surgical spinal decompression, got to start basically by a, uh, doc, a neurosurgeon named Norman Shealy. Well, I actually had the pleasure of meeting a few times uh, while he was still alive. Norman Shealy was a, uh, t besides a neurosurgeon, he's like a tinkerer. He invented what's called a TENS unit. If you, you know those little boxes that you, you see uh, Shaquille O'Neal selling on uh, these days. So what happens is these, um, well, for, for, this, for this decompression, for one element, decompression he, 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 was in, he was operating on people way too often. And he felt that, okay, it's got to be a better way. And one time he operated on the same person nine times. And nine times you just get scar tissue on top of scar tissue. And these days we now know that, you know, you have enough scar tissue, you're going to develop um, stenosis, um, neuropathy, among other things. But really scar tissue begets more scar tissue. You can only open somebody up so often um, and have, have it. If it works to begin with, but it obviously didn't work well enough. So I want you to imagine you take a tube of toothpaste. Don't worry. You don't have to go grab it right now. But when the last time you brushed your teeth, hopefully it was this morning or after lunch or you know, this evening, if you're listening now at night, and put the toothpaste on, the, on, on your toothbrush and there's always a little bit left. You take the pressure off the tube and all of a sudden that little dab goes back into its normal confines. That's exactly what spinal decompression does. So if you have a herniated disc, a bulging disc, or even stenosis, um, putting pressure in the spinal cord or spinal nerve root, you're going to have uh, extra bit of pain. They say it takes literally the weight of a dime on a nerve to cause pain. Um, and a lot of times it's a chemical reaction. Uh, the disc and the uh, nerve shouldn't come into contact when they do. You have a, a, a different type of pain response, but it is pain's pain. You don't want it. Well, what are we going to do to get you out of it? That's where spinal decompression comes into play. So we started about 20 plus years ago. And I always tell a story about my hair club for men's story because I had a bad back. I needed relief. Um, salesman walked in one day, caught me on my way out the door to go to lunch and basically outlined his great new treatment, and he was going from different doctor's offices. Now, you're not going to go into a surgeon's office because they're going to make a hell of a lot more money by cutting you open and, and doing surgery than they would with uh, just doing, just just literally just doing you know, this decompression. So it's a little bit different approach. So he was targeting chiropractors, and guy puts on a great pitch. His machine's wonderful, and it made sense. Then he dropped the numbers like $125,000 for the machine. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm trying to push the guy out the door. Instead of him leaving, he actually has his foot in the door. I guess it was a good salesman should do. And he's like, well, listen, how about this? He goes to me, I'll let you try it for four months, no charge. Uh, all you have to do is insure the equipment. And we'll send somebody up to, to set it up, teach your staff how to use it, teach you how to use it. And I'm thinking like, wait a second. Now, at that point, I had a bad back for a couple of years. And believe me, I tried everything. I tried acupuncture, chiropractic, physical therapy, 
um, pain medication. I wasn't a surgical candidate and I didn't want to go for surgery, but it was that desperate. So lo and behold, they fly the machine up, set it up. I get on it. 20 treatments later, I'm, I'm 80% better. And by that point, all the exercises I started, I had been doing became effective. A lot of times people think that if you do a, um, you know, you, okay, I've got a week back, you got you to gotta fix it. Yes, you have to fix the muscles. But if you don't fix the underlying structure first, you're not going to get, you know, it's not going to be the same response. I mean, you can work the muscles all you want. These muscles are working harder to begin with because it's a compromise. So what we have to do is we have to take off that. We have to make sure you're structurally sound. So the spinal decompression works by relieving intradiscal pressure using negative pressure. So kind of like when you release the, uh, the pressure on a tube of toothpaste, goes back in, negative pressure. That's how it, um, that's how, that's how spinal decompression works. And does it really work? That's a question I get. Yeah, it does really work. Not for every case. I mean, there's no such thing as, you know, one thing is going to fix everybody. I kind of wish it was true. But another question we get is, can spinal decompression cause damage? Uh, yes. Uh, well, short-term damage more so, I would say, because if you put someone on it, 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 it way too soon, there's a, there's a certain point where they're actually ready for it. And if they're not ready for it, um, they're going to be in more pain than they came in with. If they had potential. And that's something you learn by treating. So you're my patient 20-some-odd years ago. You may have been subject to that. So it's, it's really um, uh, the provider, because really I, I guess anybody could purchase this, this machine and do it. But after a while, you really know how to do it properly. And I think that's what sets us apart here at Core Health and Darien. So you know, having used it myself, got the benefit, really know how to work it, I think I'm a better teacher to other people as well. So... It really can cause damage, but very rarely, you know. You know, some here's, here's another silly question. Can de spinal decompression make you uh, taller? Uh, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of discount, but I wouldn't really go to the bank and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm 6'2", six, I'm, I'm six now I'm 6'4", or I was 5'3", now I'm 5'5". Five, five. I don't think it's going to happen that much, but we'll get some, 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 but probably nothing tangible. Um Another question we get is, can spinal decompression heal a herniated disc? Yes, yes. You gotta get that genie back into the bottle and spinal decompression does that pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, it gets that pressure off. But again, you need to make sure the structure is sound. You need a good, good structural integrity there. You know, so the herniated disc, another thing too is bulging discs, kind of like the same, a bulging disc is just a, not as not as herniated, you know. Herniated is like a little more serious in my eyes, but a lot of times those two terms are uh, interjected. You know, one question we received is, can spinal decompression help scoliosis? Ah, no, no, it's not. It's not a treatment for scoliosis. It really is not. Um, but now, someone has diagnosed with sciatica. Yeah, you can get good relief for sciatica because that nerve root is that L5-S1 nerve root that primarily is involved with sciatica can really be problematic. So, yes, it's great for sciatica. Now, here's another one, low back pain. Yeah, spinal decompression is really good for low back pain. But again, it's part of a whole treatment. Got to understand that. It's got to be part of a whole treatment. If not, then you're kind of wasting, uh, you're wasting your time. But 
you just do spinal decompression, yes, you'll feel better. But you have to take out the, the, the mechanical defects that caused in the first place. So, you know, here's another thing. Spinal decompression for spondylolisthesis. Long, long spelling word. Spondylolisthesis is where um, the bone is elongated in a certain part during, during uh, you know, during, when you're in, in the womb, basically. Uh, it's congenital spondylolisthesis or, um, or there's, a, there's a traumatic event. And it affects what we call an area called the pars interarticularis. And when the pars, there's a pars defect or spondylolisthesis, sometimes uh, spinal decompression is not indicated. This is where you really need an MRI and, and x-rays, if not a CAT scan, to make sure that you're a good candidate. You know, that's, 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 that's probably the uh, big, big takeaway. You know, you know, in spinal decompression for neck pain, hell yeah, it's great for neck pain. If people got radiating pain going down their arms. Into, you know, into their fingers. Uh, a lot of times that nerve root is crunched up right at the spinal column where the nerve exit, it's called the intervertebral foramen. It's a hole on the side created by bone above, bone below. So that's a really, really good um, place to look for, you know. So here's the thing is, it's hardly compression safe. It's safe as, as, um, as, as the, the, the provider can make it for you safe. I mean, I think safety is of utmost importance. And what we got to take a look at is people really need to, you know, we really need to make sure, well, again, nowadays with COVID, you know, the place has to be clean. Table's got to be wiped down in the corners. You know, every every little inch of that table needs to be clean. Uh, for the most part, it is safe. It's, it's non-invasive. So you really save yourself a lot of trouble. I mean, how many people go into the hospital, come out with MRSA or staph infections, um, Pretty, pretty, the number's kind of high, you know, so that, that's really what we come up, come across. Um, here's the, another, I guess this question is legitimate. Is spinal decompression covered by insurance? Some do, some don't. It really depends, again, the provider. Um, the provider, the provider's interpretation of, of, of codes. I mean, in a sense, you're actually doing a physical, um, like I would say therapeutic, that that extension where you decompress, you know, that, that, that lengthening of the spine is, a, is the, I would call it a therapeutic activity for sure. Um, and that's how I would justify, but it really comes down to what the practitioner feels like, you know, what their, what their thoughts are to make it either covered by insurance or not. So it's, um, you know, you, the main thing here is do you want to avoid surgery? Well, this is the best way to do it. Now, again, you get these, um, you know, here's a bunch more questions, you know. Can you do spinal decompression at home without equipment? Well, those, those inversion tables are not a bad thing, but you're not going to get that uh, that negative pressure uh, where, where you can get the disc to reabsorb into its normal confines. Um Again, using the analogy of the, of the toothpaste on the, the, in the tube, so it's a little bit different like that. So you really, again, you're not going to have that same, um, you're not going to get the same benefit. So yeah, I guess you can do inversion therapy at home, um, but well, you know, well, it's probably worth a try because it's not going to be as expensive. I mean, uh, a program of care could be anywhere from four to seven, eight thousand dollars for spinal decompression. So if you count that, that's kind of that's kind of a lot. So you really may want to uh, reconsider 
and you know, just give it a try. Those those inversion tables can't be much more than two, three hundred bucks. So that's not a uh, <clears throat> you know. Another question: Can you decompress the spine without inversion table? Depends if you're talking about the inversion table, the home one, or um, or the, the ones that we have here in the you know, much more expensive models that we have at the office. I guess you can decompress the disc. Um, there's, a, there's a technique within chiropractic called flexion distraction, which is uh, where you, you, you create the same thing, not as long. It's, it's a shorter treatment, and it does essentially the same thing. Um, <clears throat> feels really good when you uh, decompress the spine you know, using this technique called flexion distraction. It's, uh, it's it's inherently uh, a good feel and really because uh, you're pumping the disc and and I guess that's one way you could do it without the inversion table. It's just that um, there you're getting a, probably a five to seven minute treatment where you know you could be on the table here for 35, 40 minutes, so it's a longer time um, and a little more controls as well. So yes, you can get help with uh, you can decompress the spine without the inversion table. Um, without equipment, kind of hard to do without, without equipment. I mean, that's the next question, spinal decompression without equipment. Well, uh, I just don't see how, uh, unless you get lucky, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, I've heard of people getting tackled with full, and all of a sudden the bone pops into place and it takes the pressure off them. What happens, great. You, uh, you definitely save yourself a lot of it. A lot of time and a little bit, uh, a lot of time and hopefully a lot of money. All right, let's go. Oh, DRX 9000. DRX 9000 was a kind of a multi-level program set up years ago where you would buy that particular machine and they would uh, mark it up quite, quite a lot more than other machines that did the same thing. And... Uh, then charge a marketing fee. So DRX nine thousand itself is a really is a good machine. Uh, my first my first machine was a precursor to that, and you know love the machine, very very big, very very bulky. Um, but you know that that's where the DRX nine thousand, which people still look for, and not a bad treatment. Um, but all the the players all went away, so you don't have all this this whole bunch of people who. Um, we're marketing people as opposed to practitioners, you know, run the show. So it was, it was, it's, I wouldn't say it was a shit show, but it was just, it just took, you know, you, you're looking to heal patients, not make money off of them. I mean, it's nothing wrong with having a profit, but you want the people who are more concerned with this. And the DRX 9000 people were more concerned with the money aspect. And you know, they provided marketing materials and rah rah. And, and they got, they got the word out. So I guess it's not, not the worst thing in the world, but, um, Little, little too salesman-y for me. Maybe that's, um, you know, that's probably another thing that you, you want to look for. Um, okay, we get these questions all the time. Like spinal decompression near me. Spinal decompression therapy near me. Um, spinal decompression chiropractor near me. Manual spinal decompression near me. Spinal decompression machine near me. Uh, spinal decompression treatment near me. Spinal decompression chiropractic near me so you gotta look that's all you gotta do and you know what too is i'll be honest with you when a patient comes in 
if they if you're the, if you're on the other side and you're looking to do decompression, call up somebody who's, who's you know they have it on their website. You know you can put in spinal decompression near me. Um, and, and what you can do is go talk to them. They're not willing to talk to you. I wouldn't bother with you because there's other people who have it. You know who, who offer it. But go in and just say, listen, I would like some more information. You know, can you can you spend 10, 15 minutes or get a phone call out, you know, later in the day, you know, like, uh, so it, it's, it's pretty, it's, people should be approachable. If you're, if they're, you know, if you're going to come to me and you want, you know, five minutes of my time, 10 minutes of my time, and I can call you on the ride home from work or, you know, when I have the time, you know, it's, it, it, it works both ways. So I would, I would encourage you to, Speak to the provider, or, or make sure they're educating you. That's one of the things you really must do is be educated about it. Because again, if you're just coming in just for the treatment, just for the decompression alone, you're not going to be the same unless you get the structure. Uh, because you can't alter the structure and have it function at 100. percent So that's that's a big thing. Um, let's go over some more questions. A lot of these are just the same ones we already had. Um, spinal decompression with a towel, no. Body compression for scoliosis, absolutely not. Um, sciatica, yeah. Herniation, this, yeah. Um, I guess that, that towel thing comes up a couple times. What happens is I, I, I get a whole bunch of questions and I just start answering them. And, you know, spinal compression with bands. Um, I don't know what band, those therabands, I don't see it happening. Um, stretching, yeah. Uh, Decompressing, absolutely not. With a pull-up bar. Uh, no. Spinal decompression with fusion. You shouldn't do fusion if you don't. No, I'm sorry. If your doctor says you need to have surgical fusion, you do it. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no mystery on that level. But what you have to think about is how, um, you, you, if it doesn't work, you got to wait a while. You really have to wait a while. I would say... Um, I'd say almost a year, you know, that's really, I mean, a year before I would say, okay, I'm going to touch you, you know, because it just doesn't make sense. You're, you have back pain and surgery doesn't work. There's, that scar tissue has to heal. And quite honestly, I wouldn't, I, I, even six months is too early. You know, if you have the surgery, afterwards you do your physical therapy, which you should do. Um, give it a little bit of time to take, if it doesn't take. After a year, I would talk to you, but I'm not running out looking for these patients, that especially, you know, because maybe they would have responded if they tried it first, but we don't know. So that's the thing is foam roller, spine decompression. You can actually, you know, rolling is really helpful to, to, to work with the curve, the natural curve in the back. So <clears throat> it's not going to decompress the spine. It will disperse the fluids. It doesn't create the negative pressure within the disc space to, 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 to get that nerve to pop back into, not the nerve, the, the disc to pop back into place. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, foam rollers can help, but, um, you know, spinal decompression with discectomy, you're going to a surgeon, dude. I can't I can't help you with that. If you have a discectomy, well, there's no disc to, to decompress. So that's kind of like a silly, silly, silly question as to what we, uh, you know, what we've got going on there. So, Basically, I hope I've answered a bunch of your questions on spinal decompression. It is a um, it's a wonderful, wonderful technique. 
uh, once applied properly, it can work beautifully. And again, not everything works every time on every person. So we understanding those limitations, you, know, you might not get that result that you're looking for. But <clears throat> if you go to the right practitioner, make sure you have confidence in the person. I mean, that's really important when you, when, you know, people walk in. Um, I'll give you an example. I had a patient come in and all she was saying is, well, my, my brother-in-law is an orthopedic surgeon. He says, I should do this. I go, he doesn't treat you. He is, he's not treating you. You know, you come here for my care plan. You know, I'm more than happy to talk to him. I'll send him your x-rays. And she never, she never really had the confidence in me. And she stopped coming in and she's going to go to a, 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 a physical therapy mill because nowadays this, this physical therapy corporation was taken over by private equity and the care sucks. And I know it sucks because I've had six people there looking for work over here with me. So, you know, it's one of those things that have the confidence. Like, you know, listen, there's nothing, her decision is very personal. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm busy enough. As I'm not worried about losing a patient, but I think I could have helped her, but she didn't have the confidence in me. She, you know, she go, well, my brother-in-law is an orthopedic surgeon in Ohio. I said, that's great. We're here in Connecticut. How's he going to help you? Well, he says I should do physical therapy. Well, then, then go do physical therapy. Even though I have a physical therapist here in my office, he was saying to go to this particular physical therapy office that he wasn't really connected with. But again, listen, they, she didn't have the confidence and she, she bolted. Unfortunately, she's probably not going to get better. And I'm saying that because I did start to really get, understand that you don't, you don't know a patient's true needs and how it's going to work right off the bat. So you really sometimes have to, you know, takes a little bit of time. All right, so listen, I've talked your ear off enough. It is 7.22 a.m. on Sunday, June 28th. This time next week, we will be having celebrated July. Hopefully, a little less COVID in the air. That would be nice. A lot less COVID in the air, even better. And what we should think about doing is um, reconvening at another time. I put these podcasts out for your information. If you have a question, feel free to reach out to me. My name is Dr. Brian McKay. Core Health and Darian, 203-656-3636, 203-656-3636. All right, listen, have a great day. Talk to you soon.